speak good things to yourself. We are often the biggest thing standing in our way of like where we're trying to go and what we're trying to do. Um, And it often starts with what we believe about ourselves. Welcome to Meraki Mentors, a podcast featuring women who create. We interview creatives from every field and around the globe to discuss art, risk-taking, and what it means to live a creative life. Here's your host, Candace Howes. Welcome back to Meraki Mentors. I am so excited to introduce our guest today. Um, if you are not familiar with her work, I think you will absolutely love it as soon as you hear her story um, and check out her awesome artwork. Um, so today we are graced by the presence of Gina Holiday, and I'm so excited for you all to meet her and um, just for you to share your story. So Gina, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a moment to um, just kind of like introduce yourself to the audience um, and just kind of give them a general sense um, of what you do as an artist. Sure. So um, I'm Gina Holiday. I am an artist, an illustrator. I am a mom and I have two kids. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. I'm also married to my husband for six years now um (laughs) and we live in minnesota and it's really cold here and yes people of color live in minnesota um yes we do um (laughs) and it's a lot actually i've actually lived here about pretty much all my life since i was like four so almost 30 years crazy but um i do a lot of different things, but I mostly focus on illustration and design um, and basically like storytelling through art. Um, I've been doing this full time for about five years now, and it's been really cool to see it grow from just me sharing like my doodles with people to me like having a full blown business. Um so that's a little bit about what I do. The kind of work that I create, um, I'm very focused on sharing stories of women, um, sharing, sharing pieces of mothers, and um, representation is huge, and I try to incorporate that into my work. Um, and also, I love to do lettering and share positive, uplifting words um to others to encourage and inspire them that's fantastic um and i know just um kind of like from following you on social media and seeing your blog that um you had um i think as you say it kind of like a an interesting or sort of non-traditional way that you were kind of starting off in marketing before you got to this point but that you've always kind of had this love for um for creating and visual art and storytelling so what was kind of that path for you from kind of the beginning as a young person, you know, being creative to, you know, following a different path before you came back to art? Sure. So um, I've always been into anything creative. I just really wanted to make things since I was a kid. Um, I am a middle child of seven. And so I I have a lot of siblings and we're all kind of that way. We all like to just make and create things. And we've done that since we were young. Um, and I don't really know that I ever knew what I wanted to be. I think I 
envision that I wanted to be an artist at some point, but I just, I didn't know that it mattered. It was more of like, I just like to create and I always did it on the side either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in like middle school, I remember I always took art classes and um, one of my teachers just kind of like was like well what do you want to do you know like what do you want to be and I'm like I was like at that point I was like I think I might want to be an artist and she's just kind of like discouraged me like you won't make any money doing that you know like Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's a good career path and maybe you should go to business and you know into business and have a you know a business degree and then you know and so I took that um, advice actually and I was like, well, I maybe I can go to school for marketing because it's like the most creative side of business and I could still have fun with it because I'm all about fun. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just like took the path to marketing and I was actually really good at it. So um, initially I actually worked in merchandising and buying and I used to by, I used to work in the beauty department at a local television shopping network. This is so like random. <laughs> and <laughs> that's not what I was expecting to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like this story is getting kind of crazy. And um, I helped buy like skincare for, you know, retail. And I did that for a little while. And I, while I was finishing my marketing degree, and I was like, yeah, I don't really like um, you know, this, I don't really like the, like, I don't necessarily hate the buying aspect, but like merchandising and buying and all that is not really where I wanted to be. I really wanted to be, um, in marketing more and like digital marketing. Um, I had been running a blog and like, so I had been doing like my own personal stuff on the side. And so I really wanted my work to like reflect also the things that I liked to do. So I ended up moving over to digital marketing. I worked on website marketing and then I moved from there to social media marketing. And then um, I still wasn't feeling fulfilled in like what I was doing. I was just good at it and I I just understood it. And um, so I like started once I, within that time frame, I became a mom and I had my first child and I started feeling this like pull and like call in, in, in my heart to like kind of dive back into my creativity and like the things that were within me that I maybe had have done for so long. And so I started doodling and like, I always thought that like everybody doodled. Like I didn't think it was like, I didn't necessarily not think it was a gift, but I didn't really think, I didn't really see it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, always thought like everybody fills notebooks with pictures of things you know like that's just what everybody does no everybody (laughs) doesn't do that so um I started kind of like following those breadcrumbs of like um hints of like you know different things that I like to do and I just kind of did it um as like oh like an obedience to like the call inside me and like what God had for me and so I just followed it and um I started sharing my work online. Um, and that was like a really big, like scary step. Cause I was like, I didn't think it was that good to share and to show people. I'm like, yeah, it's not really that great, but, um, it's something that I'm starting. And then, and I felt like really pushed to like 
just share it. And as soon as I began sharing it, people were responding and they were like, wow, this is, you know, like, this is really cool. Like, I didn't know you could do this. And I kind of felt like I didn't either. And so um, from there, I um, was still working in marketing and I um, was sharing my stuff kind of on the side. You know, I was doing, it was more of like a side hustle. Like at, like at night after work, I would work on like my art and like, and I would share things. And then I started getting jobs, like small jobs, you know, like, $20, $30 job, you know, I can pay the bills at all, but they were more or less like pushing me further to be like, okay, this is, might be something. Mm-hmm. And um, after, you know, a year or so of doing it, I, let's see, actually it was like three years or two years. My, um, I was pregnant with my second child, my son, and I was like kind of done with the marketing where I was at, but I was like, my husband is not going to let me leave my job and like go and try to do this, but that's what I wanted to do. And, um, so I finally got to a point where he was like, okay, like if I'm going on maternity leave, like you can try it, you know, for Mm -hmm. a couple months. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, I'm like, I can always go back, you know, like I have all this experience and have a degree and like, I can go back and do marketing. And, um, I did, I tried it and it was really hard. And I like that first year was really hard, but I did never go back. So (laughs) ever since I've been running this full time, um, and it's been really cool, like to go, just to be on the, the journey of it and like, just to see how much it's grown. But man, I know my husband now he's like, super thankful that I did all of this like he gets to see all the fruit that comes from it but Mm -hmm. it was really like he is very like type not type a really but he kind of is um he's just he needs to have a plan he needs to know what's going on he's very like he's that part of our relationship I am the creative like go with the flow person and he's like uh you know like let's think about this so it was I know like thinking back now it looks like it was all good but man he was it was a big struggle um and and strain on our marriage for a a while until things got kind of rolling um but that's the long story to like coming into spoonful of faith and starting it and I just um you know initially it was just doodles and it was just my blog and um sharing my story of my life and sharing the things that I've made. And, and now it's so, it's so much more. That's so, there's so many, so many gems that are in that story. That's so awesome. Um, and I love that you, um, you have that support system and there's so many things that I think come into play because I know that a lot of people, um, have those same kind of like doubts or obstacles or just kind of challenges that they have to think about. And something that comes to my mind is obviously, you know, being a mother and having young kids who I'm sure like take so much of your time and energy and building something at the same time. And then on top of, like you said, having a partnership and being in a marriage and trying to help that person to see that, Hey, like I can do this. It takes time. What were kind of some things that helped you as difficult as that might have been to feel that you were still being there and attentive to your kids and still being able to, you know, hold your weight, so to speak, um, in your marriage as well? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, <laughs> I about that because I, I mean, looking back, I feel like I was very um, focused on my my dream, mm-hmm. and I think that weighed on my family. And like, if I were to go back and do it again, I would, um, I would probably say that I wish I would have been like more understanding to like what they have to endure or go through with me on that journey Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't really understand I kind of felt like you know I have this idea and I have this dream and I need to make it happen and it didn't matter you know what anybody thought like it needed to happen Mm -hmm. Um, but over time I've learned that like this is like a decision like decisions that I make that are going to impact my entire family like it should be a conversation with my family it shouldn't just be like me like yeah we're gonna do that um so <laughs> like that helps um, <laughs> also like bringing things up like right away and not waiting till the last minute helps um with my kids um what had helped with me like running a business from home and having like my young kids at home was like really setting out um boundaries sometimes of like when I would work and then times when I could like give 100% to them so like one of the things that I've learned is that like I cannot be all places and do all things Mm -hmm. and that's been a hard like that's just been something I've learned through a difficult you know through difficult situations and being trying to do and be everything and I think a lot of moms kind of struggle with that but what I've learned is that like if I can give 100% of myself or like my undivided attention to um, one thing at a time. So like if I'm working, I want to be 100% working. Yeah. Um, I tried to split my mind and my time, you know, while my kids were young, um, just trying to do it all. And it like, I could never give 100% to my work unless they were not really, you know, some like they were not around or like someone was watching them or something, mm-hmm. or I could not give a hundred percent to them if I was trying to work and trying to like play with them. So I just decided like, be all there, like be wherever you're at, be present yeah. where you're at, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that meant for me with my children, like, and even my husband being like, I, you know, like we're going into a busy season. Things are going to be like, mom's going to be really busy. I'm not going to have as much time to do this or that you know Mm -hmm. but if I plan out time with you then you know and you have something to expect and like wait for or like you know look forward to and so that has always helped me is like setting the expectations and then like following through on that with with my family and making sure that you know they're a priority and not like not following through with them you know so I think those are kind of the things that I would say would were helpful to me I love that you say that and especially about like keeping that um, that consistent communication because I think especially as a creative person it's hard because you are in your head a lot with like all these ideas yes. and it's just like I'm just gonna go for them like I don't need to talk this out I don't need to ask anybody like I'm just going for it um, and so it is a good a really good practice to remember that we are accountable to different people in our lives and so I think that's that's really awesome advice so I know you mentioned that you um, you know, started kind of just sharing things. You had your blog, posting on social media. And I know there's so many artists, you know, um, and I talked to friends of mine on the podcast, people, and they're, you know, they're trying to follow like all of these algorithms and practices and who posts every day and who posts once a week and all these things. Did you find yourself like 
falling into that where you were like trying to keep certain schedules or like SEO things? Or were you really just like, hey, if I drew something, I'm sharing it, you know, what was your kind of approach to growing that presence? Um, Like at first when I was on when I first started posting stuff on Instagram, like, None of that algorithm stuff was even like <laughs> happening. Like, you know, everything was chronological. It like, was, yeah. at that time and you know I miss those days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm so old because that's like what it is. But um it uh I mean like obviously now things are so different. But I think like consistency, like everybody always says consistency, consistency, blah blah blah. But it does work. I, I wouldn't say that, like, I don't even think it's consistency in having to post your, at the same time or having to, like, mm-hmm. make sure that you show up all the time. I think it's consistency in, like, who you are and your message is what's important. So, like, you know, one day you can't be, like, like you should be your authentic self mm-hmm. all the time. And like people see through, like one of the things that really bugs me about some people or some, what some people post is like, I can, you can see through like when somebody's trying to just do what everybody else does yeah. and you can see, you can see when something is really coming from somebody's heart and it's authentic and it's like, and it's, you know, personal to them. And I think we resonate with that. Like we resonate with the realness and, you know, like the, the stuff that's fake just kind of like, we are like, we all know what that looks like. And so I think like, I definitely have struggled with it and, you know, and it was more, and, and I tell people this all the time when I'm like helping kind of like mentor or like coach other people is like, honestly, if you, if you're struggling with like not getting enough likes or like not getting enough engagement and like not, um, doing the best or whatever you think is successful on social media, um, you can try different tips and tricks, but like it really boils down to like what you believe about yourself, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't think that you are like basically what you're trying to do is grab your value or your worth from how many people like your picture. And at the end of the day, like, it, do you like it? Like, is like, shouldn't that matter? Like, you know what I mean? That's true. Like, that's, that's like one of the things I had to say to myself, like, probably like a couple years ago, like, if I like it and I'm obsessed with it, like, why do I care if other people like it? But I know that we have, you know, like as humans, a lot of times we care what people think about us. Mm-hmm. And that's just something and a, something that you have to kind of grow through and like understand that like everybody's not going to like your stuff. Everybody's not going to um, engage with everything you do. But the people that do are the ones that you're talking to anyways, you know, and so um, what that has looked like has changed for me over time. I used to be very calculated and be like, okay, if I post every day at this time, da, 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 this is kind of the results I get. Mm-hmm. And that was exhausting. Like who, like, that's just exhausting. I'm sorry. It is. And I think that we're getting to a place. Um, Cause you know, digital marketing is still so new, like social media marketing, all this stuff is still so new. And so we're still learning so many things, but I think we're getting to a place where um, we are craving real like we're craving real like we're craving like we don't we're not craving robots and people that just do everything calculated and you know we're craving like the real like we still like pretty but we're craving real and I think um because of that um it's really helped me to just like whenever I show up be real like whenever I show up put out my best whenever I show up um you know 
share what's on my heart. And like, no matter who likes, you know, comments, engages, I'm going to be real and authentic with it. And I think, um, because of that, and then because of the consistency of like continuing to, to share over the years, you know, um, I've been able to grow like a, a community of people that actually care what I have to say. And I like <laughs> that took a while, you know, like there were many years where I felt like nobody was listening to me or like, do people, are people even reading what I'm writing? And, um, but I think like, it's more important that you like what you're putting out and like that you care about what you're, what you're sharing, because if it means something to you and it's part of your story and it encourages others and it inspires you, like it'll inspire somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's like the best place to go from. Um, but all that aside, I am like, my background is in marketing and social media marketing. So there are things that I do like utilize, um, like I have a business account, so I do utilize analytics, but I don't follow them so hard. Like I might say, okay, these are good times to post, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying like, I need to post every day. And if I don't, then I'm not going to have, you know, yeah. sometimes I don't post for days and I lose like 50 followers. And I, <laughs> that used to get me like upset. Like I'm not even posting. Right. <laughs> How are they finding me to unfollow me? But <laughs> It doesn't bother me anymore. I just feel like, well, you know, if you really like somebody's content, you're going to follow them. And if you don't, you're not. And that's what it is. And so it's just, it's a game that you shouldn't get into. Um, but, you know, another another thing that has helped me with it is like, um, I used to like, I, I get a lot of work from, from social media. So at one point it really did, like, I felt like, well, if I don't get likes and I won't get work, that's not true. Like, obviously more people that engage with their stuff, the more it'll be seen. Sure. Mm -hmm. However, people have been running successful businesses for years without Instagram. Okay. So like, like you don't have to just rely on this thing, like go out and run a successful business, communicate with people, build, you know, build people that uh, followers or community that of people that really like your work and will will support you, um, outside of just social media. And like, once I got to that point where I was like, I don't care if you like my post or not, if you're not buying anything from me, or if you're not like engaging with my, you know, um, with my blog post, or like, if you're not talking to me and we're not having real conversations, then who cares if you like it, you know, that's not a real, that's more of a vanity metric. So, um, I think getting out of that game has totally helped me, but I've, I have definitely been there. Um, and it's taken me years to even grow to where I'm at, which I feel like is still like a place of growth. So, um, just like know that slow, like good things grow slow and it's okay to grow slow. And, um, because you'll get the, I don't know, you just get more quality people and, and followers. I, I think. Definitely. And I think that's, I think that persistence is really the key because I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in the game. And like you said, the who unfollowed me and oh my gosh, I was 15 minutes too late or too early. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All of my, all of my California followers were asleep or something like it's time for California. I don't know. Like ain't nobody got time for all that. Like that is, Uh, it's way too much um I so I love that you you have a lot of you know um 
empowering like images and messages that you share in your work do you stay you know you've talked about like authenticity and being yourself do you create images um that you know you feel speaks to something that is kind of on your heart at the time or do you create with kind of like your audience in mind or the kind of things that you know your um your clients or your customers like um both i would say that when i when i do like uh lettering and like words generally i'm i'm sharing from a place of like what i'm going through or what i need to hear okay um and then as it comes to like the actual illustration pieces um you know some things are personal mm-hmm. a lot of the personal stuff i might never share like honestly it might just be for me and that's okay and i like that yeah um but then um I do create with like my audience in mind for sure. Cause I think if I'm sharing it online to encourage and inspire others, like why do I think like, why am I, how am I encouraging or inspiring them? How am I allowing them to connect with what I have to say? How am I like, so I think it should be intentional and, and, and towards them as well. Um, I like to share like things I'm working on or like projects that have nothing to do with my audience, um, kind of more in my like Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can kind of just see like behind the scenes, but, um, anything that I post that like lives out there, um, is definitely very intentional to like my audience or, um, like I said, with words, it's generally like what I need to hear or like what I'm hearing from others. Like people, you know, write me and tell me that they're, you know, they're feeling certain ways and they need encouragement and that kind of thing. And so um, I use that as a source of inspiration as well. That's fantastic. Um, When you kind of think about your whole journey of like starting this business and growing Spoonful of Faith, would you say that there was like one moment or like a certain person that you feel was kind of like most influential in you like just pushing through and continuing and making this what it is today? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say that my daughter, my daughter was probably the most influential person to me. Um, and it was like, once I became a mom, I, I just kind of like, it was like a shut up or put up type of a situation. Like, mm-hmm if I want to do like the big things that are in my heart, I got to do them. Like I can't tell her to like that she can be all that she can be. And I'm not trying to be all that I could be. And so it was more of like a push that way to be better um, so that she could see better. And so um, I would say that my kids are definitely like a huge inspiration to me. That's awesome. Do they ever, um, do they ever kind of like, doodle with you or like do you see them being creative in their own ways oh yeah oh yeah my daughter my daughter is like just like me she's she's like her dad like she's very like type a but she loves to create like she loves to make things she said she's gonna be an artist she's always taking my like art supplies and so like draw with some like really nice stuff I'm like girl you don't understand the value of these things you know like we need to get you some Crayola right like put those pencils down (laughs) girl um so I just um but at the same time I'm like it's kind of cool so like it's cool to see it my son he is like he likes to build things he likes to make things Mm. so his mind is like always going and like he doesn't he's not really into like 
painting and drawing, but he likes to like make things with his hands with like Play-Doh and Legos. And like, that's, that's kind of his thing, but it's cool to see, um, that, you know, within them, like my daughter's always asking me for like my sketch pad or her, or, you know, I'm like, okay, we got to get you your whole own, like little art (laughs) studio going on here because I need my stuff. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's really cool to see that. That's so awesome. Um, so I know that you uh, you recently won um, a grant from the Minnesota Arts Board. So um, obviously, you know, tell us a little bit about that, what you're kind of hoping to work with. And if you just have kind of like any tips or like lessons that you learned um, in the process of applying for it. Yeah, so I won, I won two grants last year. One of them, um, the one that you mentioned is a project that's still kind of ongoing. I actually have to extend it now because I'm kind of still working through it, but it's, um, I really wanted to create like and showcase like local um, POC youth that are just making positive impact in the state of Minnesota. And so I wanted to do that by um, kind of like picking them, sharing their story, doing an interview with them, and then um, illustrating them and putting their stories in a book um, that can be shared and shown to other youth and, you know, just people in the local and national community. And then, um, also, um, based on like how much funding we get through selling of the books, be able to like give back to one of those like kids. Um, and so it's, it's a bigger, like, ultimately I'd love to, for it to just be a part of my brand. Um, it's called a little light and um, kind of like a, I want it to really be like a scholarship or like a grant program. Um, and so I am basically starting that. that. So that was the first grant I got. The second one was um, for basically going to the, on to the next step of my career. Um, I want to work in children's books and I want to do like more of that type of work, but I'm self-taught as an, as an illustrator. So everything that I know has just been from me getting teaching myself or like going to classes or like, I did not go to school for it. So I have to find resources that allow me to, you know, pay for additional teaching. So that um, grant actually paid for me to um, take a course in children's book illustration and also um, travel to LA for a children's book illustration conference and then also um, travel to the Highlights Foundation in Pennsylvania for a children's book workshop with some really uh, talented um, author illustrators in the industry. So um, that was a really cool opportunity. I Both of those grants, it's cool. It's kind of cool. I mean, it is cool and it is like funny because I applied for grants for, you know, a couple of years and I never got any of them. And then when I won, I won two in the same year. So I would say the process is is just apply and keep applying until somebody says yes. But I would also say now um, this year, I actually sat on uh, the board for um, one of the grants that I got because I can, you can't apply in consecutive years. So mm-hmm. I sat on the board to like approve other people that were trying to get it. And I learned a lot. Um, and one of the things that I would say that is really important is to um, like a lot of times I think as artists, we like 
who are like, oh, the, the start, the starving artist mentality might be like in your ma- in your mind, like, oh, I'm not really making that much money from it, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you want the grant because you want the money, you know. It's not, but it's not about it's not about the money. That ultimately they're giving you the money to do something bigger than that. And so I think that um, it comes across in your in your um, application if it's just for monetary gain and. And if it's something that you're really trying to do and bring forth, like, um, you know, like pour your heart into that application and, and you might see that, the you know, that come to pass, mm-hmm. um, pay attention to the things that are really important to them. So like, um, there's obviously generally guidelines of like what they're looking for. Um, often they want to see like what you're already doing to kind of get where you're trying to go and why this money or not having this money is a barrier to getting there. And that's really what like a lot of grants will try to have you explain to them, like, you know, why can't you do it? Like, why can't you do it by your, you know, without this? Mm-hmm. And um, just really, really answering the questions well and like setting, like really thinking through the project that you're doing. I think like when I first was applying, I was just kind of like, yeah, I think this money would help me do this. And like, you know, like, I'll, and then I would just like make up some idea of like what I thought it would be instead of sitting down and being like, if I'm really planning this out, mm-hmm. like if I'm really putting this into my goals for the year, how would I actually do this? Like, how would I actually make this come to pass? Or like, where do I actually, how do I actually want to grow as an artist? Where do I see myself growing? And like, how will I get there? And oh, if I, you know, if I really want to do this, that means I'll need this much funding to do it. And that be your grant application like that. I would say that's my best advice. Um, and on top of that, just keep applying because you never know, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And no, I love that because I think, um, you know, that's a lesson even for me. You do think about it's like, oh, it'd be so great if I had this grant and I would have all this money to do X, Y, and Z. Um, but that is really great advice to focus more on the work and what it is that you're really passionate about. Um, than the fact is like, girl, I need this $2,000. Like, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> it comes across. It really just comes across. It's like you can tell from those applications that came through. Like, uh, you know, you can just tell you just wanted the money. And the thing is, the, the board is trying to come to a conclusion of: Do we think that you'll be successful with this plan and with the money? Mm-hmm. Like, if we think, and it's based on you know, and we want to see your work and see like you know, you make a whole bunch of pictures that are like of flowers, and you tell us that you're going to start drawing people. We're like we don't think like you like from your work it doesn't look like you do this at all you know like are you just wanting the money like what's what's going on so I think like um they want you to be successful that's and if they don't feel like your plan is successful that's generally when you don't get the grant it's really the plan awesome awesome advice um outside of obviously um the projects that you're working on is there anything else that's kind of like coming up that you're excited about or just anything else that um we weren't able to get to today that you would like to share. I got a book deal. I'm with Harper Collins and I'm writing or I'm author illustrating my first children's book, A Spoonful of Faith. Oh my goodness. So, Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's super excited. I'm so excited. It'll be out in a couple of years though. So awesome. we'll have to wait on that. But um, you know, the book the book writing process and the book making process is usually like a couple years out, but it's still really exciting. And I'm, I'm really pumped to kind of see where, um, 
like my career with children's books and that kind of, you know, that stuff will grow. So, yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. I know that everyone is going to just grab their phones and start following you. So where can we find you or get in touch with you um, online? Yeah. So on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, a spoonful of faith. Um, Also, you can find everything that I do and like what I'm connected to at spoonfuloffaith.com. And there you'll get my blog and all the social media accounts. If you just remember that one, you'll get there. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, Gina, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and just so many words of wisdom and advice. Um, I know that it's been an awesome uh, conversation for me and I know it's going to help so many people as well. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Meraki Mentors Podcast with Candace Howes. We're honored you chose to spend your time with us today. To learn more about today's guest or the podcast, visit MerakiMentorsPodcast.com. Don't forget to create and connect.